now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Good morning, guys. Hello. Uh, I hoped that second one was going to work, but it did not. Just like the Falcons, the plan doesn't go as, I don't even know, do they have a plan? Bear with me for this noise. Let me get this earring off. It's a Monday morning, so that means it's come Monday. Yes, we should be doing how to get out of bed, but I have not yet been to bed. I'm getting ready to go to bed, but I, I was like, there's no telling what time I'm going to wake up. So let me go ahead and do uh, a buzz it or bash it. Buzz it or bash it, you know what we're talking about today. And my my videos are going back to the cloud faster than I can do. I want to talk about these Falcons. I want to talk about the Falcons because <laughs> that's all I've been talking about all week, all yesterday, all 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 Sunday, all in and apparently that's gonna be the topic today. And let me tell you, first of all, I am not a sports analyst. I'm not a sports blogger. But because there's been so drama, so much drama in sports, I'm not even a drama blogger. I'm not that blogger. I promise you I'm not. But what I am is I, I can brand anything. And I, I just, I, I love to, you know me, I love behaviors. And there's some behaviors that are being exemplified right now that I can't do anything but looking. I'm like, what's going on over there? Um, let me just say this. One one behavior that I think that we can, before we get into everything else, is to say that it is amazing how these uh, men, because there ain't no women in the league um, or in, in, in on the Atlanta Falcons, it's amazing how everybody involved, party of the first part, second part, and, and et cetera, um, how they can hold their head up. I'm like, Dan Quinn, as, and people have been talking about firing Dan Quinn ever since they lost the Super Bowl. They were like so happy this, we got this guy in there and in two years he took it to the Super Bowl. Well, now that is apparently you only as good as the last Super Bowl. Even though I don't, we, we don't know too many teams that go back to the Super Bowl back to back to back to back. Ain't but one or two, right? So I, I, I don't understand it. And here's what I don't understand about the Atlanta Falcons or about the Atlanta Falcon fans. Where did all this hope come from? Because I'm a native. I've been in the city forever. Now, I'm, mind you, we've had some good seasons. We've had, I remember a time running out of my house, you know, and my kids, my kids were little. My kids are full on grown right now. <laughs> I can remember, we, you know, host, us hosting the Super Bowl. I can remember us going to the Super Bowl before, I think. <laughs> It's just been, I'm just trying to figure out, and not only the Falcons, other teams that have never really hovered up there at the top. It's like, it's like everybody wants to, everybody wants to participate in trophy right now. Somebody's got, somebody's got to scroll at the bottom. I mean, and I don't, I don't mean that it has to be the Falcons, but there's so much to look at. Uh, what's going on? And, the, and to, for me being on the outside looking in, I'm even sitting here in my Falcon shirt. I was walking. I was like, dude was like, he started talking about the Falcons. Like, why is he talking to me about the Falcons? Like, oh, wait, you got on a Falcons shirt, right? I'm like, I've been hustling all night. I'm like, I, I, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I've been doing this stuff. Let me tell you, 
I'm looking at this, and I mean, I've been tweeting on that. I've been, I've been editing video. We've got, uh, we put some Dan Quinn on the You've got, we got a whole Dan. We did a whole Dan Quinn playlist last night, y'all. Just kind of countdown. If you go to check out this Dan Quinn playlist we got on YouTube, you can literally see um, that brother just get, and he ain't like a brother, but that brother from another mother. I mean, and that was the thing. There's so much about Dan Quinn. That it, regardless if he's gone by bye week or if he is if he is retained to do anything with this team, front office, back office, offense, I don't know. Um, that well, he obviously he obviously is in the history books. I mean, but every player is in the history books. But the hire, uh, bringing in a young face, you know, to Atlanta. There's been talk ever since that hire. There's been talk ever since Arthur Blank uh, got this team. And how Arthur Blank was, what Arthur Blank wanted, you know. And we have to deal with the culture. And there, and a lot of the fans, you know, everybody that's really into the sports, they're not looking at how this really plays into the culture of the city. And this man as an owner. Now, for me, I'm, I'm always like, well, shit, start with the ownership, right? Um, because that's where the whole culture is driven from. And the fact that Arthur Blank has been uh, not only bad luck, but, the fact that Arthur Blank has been so slow to make moves and the moves that he made didn't pan out. So it's like, you can't even, you can't say Dan Quinn fell because I'm always like, who hired him? You know, um, what decision was made there? But first of all, and then, and then people were asking about the curse and I'm like, man, as far as these sports teams go, that curse goes back. So that, that curse goes back further than those churches, okay, I'm like, the churches, that's probably not even the curse, because they took them checks and went on and did what they did, what they did. I'm, I keep asking y'all, have y'all seen the new Friendship Baptist, I almost want to join, I'm telling you, I'm, I might want to go over there, I bet they got that good baptismal pool, okay, they got that good, they might need some uh, some mothers on the, mothers up in there, on the motherboard, because you know, churches don't have no old women no more, no, no leading women uh, up in these churches no more, they all up Everybody want to be on the stage and singing and doing all this other stuff that's going on in this church. But the church, as I'm saying, the curse, the Atlanta sports curse goes back so far to when the teams arrived from the cities. You know, maybe the team that maybe the city they came from put the curse on, put the curse on Atlanta. Where did we get the Falcons team? We just did we get the league? Did they come from somewhere else? I know we got the Braves from somewhere else, you know, but anyway. Um, trying to figure out, everybody's trying to figure out like what the, it's almost like, like really like what? And last year really wasn't no much better, that much better. But Dan Quinn used to have at the pressers, he used to have, he used to come out there with these amazing speeches. Like no matter, by the time he finished, no matter what ha- just happened, you knew like, oh, they're going to fix this. They're going to fix this. If y'all have not watched the presser from Dan Quinn from yesterday, and it wasn't even long, the questions, Dan was like, hey. I mean, he wasn't like, hey. He was like, that's a good question. You know, it's like you, he said, it's you, 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 within your right to ask that question. Dan Quinn doesn't, he has no idea at this point. And I'm pretty sure this is, if he's gone by bye week, hell, that's next week. So, I mean, not next week, but they got one more game, you know. So, that means his mind is already elsewhere. But I'm listening, and this is me from the outside look, looking in. I'm, look, I'm listening because I, I listen on a national level. I listen on a local level. 
And I know I got Julio on there. And and see, this is what it's about. It's about not wasting nobody's time and wasting nobody's career. And one of the things we saw with the with our basketball team is when they decided, oh, it's going to take five years to build this team. There were players on that team who was like, well, trade me then because I ain't got five years. I don't have five years for you to build the team from scratch and for us to hopefully make it to the playoffs, you know, and into the big game. So I'm like, is that what Julio, I mean, like, Julio in five years, Matt Ryan in five years, you know, they'll be becoming Matt Bryant, you know, which you shipped off and had to bring him back. Like, there's so much eating crow going on on this team. There's so much crow being served right now that, you know, I don't even, First of all, okay, remember going to Super Bowl and Kyle Shanahan, I'm going to say all these names wrong because I don't even know these people. Like, I'm like, I'm like, Matt Swab, we have another, we have a backup quarter, we have a second street quarterback. You mean we have suffered greatly for 10 years and we have a second street? And I'm not, well, I guess I am saying a little something, something about Matt Ryan. And I mean, the think about it is, we've got guys on this team that have been putting up numbers, breaking records, you know, making history. And, like, uh, what was it? Austin Hooper had uh, did, did something, and it was like, whoa, you know. And then there was like, but, but there are no wins. And then, you know, Julio's numbers and Matt, Matt's numbers and all this kind of stuff besides being, being sacked, you know. It's like, and that, that ain't even on Matt. That's like, okay, well, you got to get rid of the ball. Y'all got to put the play, got to come together. The man got to be where he's supposed to be, you know, to get the ball. He can't get rid of the ball because they ain't got what they're supposed to be. And then the man's on the ground. And then the man's in a boot. And on his way to an MRI, probably coming out of an MRI right now at 9 a.m. Because, you know, they run them tests way early. And he probably got that good that good insurance. So he, they probably did his test at home. They don't tell him. Right, so we're getting ready to wait on that prognosis, and uh, of course, um, there's a presser. You know, they do a presser immediately after the game, which I think is dumb. Um, but it's kind, of, it's good because it's good for YouTube. But uh, and then they do one um, the Monday and and so forth, and then they come back, you know, Wednesday and all this kind of stuff. But uh, I, I one of the things we said before, just watching Dan Flynn, Dan Dan Quinn just deflate. Uh, God, there was so much about that game yesterday. There's so much about the questions that Dan answered, how he answered the questions. Like, I, I'm really not the coach no more. Like, that's how he answered. The presser yesterday, it, you were looking at a guy that's clearly not the coach coach anymore, clearly looking at a guy that maybe have one more game. I'm going to clock in, but, you know, I ain't really going to be there because now I got to figure out what's going on with my my family and the first home and the second home and packing up the vacation home and all this other kind of stuff, you know, it's like I'm going to be there, but I ain't going to be there kind of thing. I mean, that's all I heard when he was answering the and, the and the reporters had really good questions for him. And there's, there's a couple of reporters when Dan Quinn looked that way. It's like, you can just see the, the lightning and the tension between them. And, but here's where, here's my question. Here's here, not my question. Here's my concern is our, our fans are so distraught this morning, and they don't you they don't have nowhere to turn. You can you can't even listen to me. I don't even have a, a string of hope for it. The fans have nowhere to turn because even on the station that plays the Falcons, even on the stations where everybody, it's like the Falcons wanted to be a household name, 
on a national level so bad. There you are, and it's nothing good said about this team. Even even when they went to the Super Bowl, remember when the cover? I don't know if y'all remember, but during well, you know, I would take notice of that. But during the coverage of the Super Bowl, it was like everybody wanted the conversation to be this, that, and the other. You know, as if this was some Cinderella team making it to the big game. Well, hell, that's every underdog. But what it did was it opened. Um, well, you know, flaws. You know, they they go further. And the fact that the guy, okay, remember, talk about bad luck, okay? Remember when they were getting, they were at the Super Bowl and Shanahan lost the bag and he was like, didn't want to tell nobody he had lost the bag, but in the bag was the, the iPad that had the plays on there. And I'm like, I don't think he was that upset because of the Falcon plays. I think he was that upset because he was already working on the mastermind that he was getting ready to take to San Francisco. That's why he was uh, upset about losing that bag, cause cause the Super Bowl was just one more game for him. He was like he was already out of here. Um, he I'm like damn, how the hell did he lose that bag and nobody from the Falcons like get that bag? Cause that that bag had come on hot sauce in the bag swag, whatever that backpack. We're talking about the backpack, and let me see if I got a. Another device I can jump on here and get and check out some of your comments. I don't. I do. Damn, I got a desktop right here. Uh, so I'm going to look on here. Okay, so I'm like trying to figure out how come the Falcons didn't, when the man left the bag stranded, why y'all didn't get the bag? Because clearly, clearly it wasn't, he wasn't upset about the plays for the Super Bowl. He was upset about the plays he's going to take to the West Coast. That and now that, and that's the thing, it's like, they, I heard, I, I heard uh, a string. Somebody laid out a string of connection connected to coaches. It was a somebody laid out a coach's connection this morning, and apparently all the coaches that are doing good have some kind of degrees to Dan Quinn, either having been overlooked or fired or not hired or something, and they all out there at the time. And I, I'm not one to talk about karma because I'm like, uh-uh, I'm just, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't say, I, I won't say I don't subscribe to that. But y'all remember last year, you know, they pre- when they had a bad season last year and they went over there pressuring, you know, bullying Dan Quinn. Look, you need to do something. You know, if you don't want to take the fall, you better throw somebody up under this bus. We got a whole lot of these. We got to run over somebody. And he threw all, all these all these coaches and all these assistants up under there. I'm just I'm just talking to y'all about I had to take a sip. The optics, what this looked like, you know, because every last one of us has a diehard Falcon fan. I'm sitting here in some damn gray pants and a Falcon shirt, black nails. I don't even have my red hair. I'm finna go do my red hair because that's red and black is just my color, no association to the Atlanta Falcons. Y'all have seen the kitchen. I got a kitchen episode tomorrow and I need to have red hair. Uh, again, not for the Falcons. Like, like y'all, Mercedes-Benz Stadium was empty during the game. On a, there, were, there were Falcon fans calling national shows, national sports shows, talking about their PSL. That's another thing added to the curse. Selling them damn PSLs. Reimburse these folks. Reimburse. Reimburse. Like, like people out there getting mortgages to buy these PSLs. 
Like they 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 making that payment. You losing every week, and they making that payment every month. And 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 the most loyal fans ever. I have watched these Falcon fans for the last fifty years. Die hard. And then we ain't had us. We ain't had a, a, a superior team in the fifty years that I've been around that we had Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so. They talk about loyalty. Don't even don't even question the loyalty of the fans. Don't even question their disappointment. Don't even question if whether or not they're going in or they too hard or this, that, and the other. Because it's like they're tired. Now they're competing with social media. So not only, you know, they used to just go to a game and go home, but now they gotta go to the game and then they got the phones vibrating all over the place and people tagging them in posts. <laughs> The pictures are all over the place because they they're so sad. It's 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 hard. Hold on, let me let me see if this will work before before this thing throw us out of here. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Because uh, you spend most of your time trying to you know connect and get the team to play like we're capable of, and so the answer I would say is no. Uh, but why am I uh, you know the disbelief at times of not playing like we're capable of? Uh, that can be very frustrating when. Uh, when you don't do that, you know, you want to look and search and find answers. And that's what I spend most of my time doing to see what tweaks, what things need to be changed, whether it's personnel, it's scheme, it's assistant and play calling for, you know, me to you know, apply some attention elsewhere. Uh, I'm always looking to do anything uh, that's best for the team. Trust me, uh, my ego is never bigger than the team. There's nothing I wouldn't do to help get us right. His ego is never bigger than the team. We can say that. But one thing about it, hiring Dan Quinn, the very first thing, um, the old heads, the old heads in sports, what's concerned about one, his youth. Now he don't look, he doesn't look quite youthful there. The man done aged with a couple of seasons. Okay, let's just go back to Dan Quinn, Super Bowl Dan Quinn. He was looking quite super. Um, one of the questions that was asked, well, at that presser was, Dan, do you think you've lost the team? You know, are you getting, are you getting the? They keep asking him if he's getting the respect from the players. No, he ain't getting the respect from the players because. This thing they and you as soon as they rolled up to Atlanta with this or he rolled up whoever came up with this word in brotherhood as soon as they they painted it on the wall plastered it all over the city it has never worked and it still comes down to how these individuals do and y'all don't mind about the individuals because y'all all y'all care about is this player that player in your fantasy league right so but you can see obviously there how how displayed and for those who are in a listening environment and for those that are. Oh, catching us live, they were actually watching a video on the podcast. You guys just simply heard it. So I'm talking a little bit about the visual of Dan Quinn, uh, the gray, the gray and other beard. And I mean, it might have been, you know, he might have, it was a silver fox, you know, that kind of thing. The fox is like leaving us. <laughs> but um, the old heads, old heads on the field and off the field, questioned first and foremost how he entered, how he entered this uh, relationship. And that was being the players coach trying, they, they felt that he was trying to reach them on a friend level as opposed to really having the authority that a coach must have. I'm just talking about stuff in overheard. I've, I've gone to flowery branch. Uh, I've got, you know, f- um, blogger friends, sports bloggers that are there inside and I'm watching, you know, I don't, I don't, just get to see, uh, I get to see the feeds, the full-on feeds. Like somebody, I have a friend, and y'all too, if you looked at it, let me see, wait a minute, do I have to restart? Uh, I don't know if I want to, I'm going to continue recording. If it messed up, we'll just 
We'll just load it because I, I don't have time to fight with Facebook and all that this morning. But I have a friend. I, I get to watch feeds. I look for feeds. And the feeds means somebody gets in there, turns on their camera, turns on their mics, and you get the whole thing, right? And then what happens is, you know, there's a lot of crosstalk, backtalk, and all this kind of stuff. And then they come out and they go to the podium and they do a little bit of something, something. And you get to hear not just the sound bite like I just gave you. You actually get to hear... Um, the reporters asking the questions and and mind you, each of the reporters, they have their kind of agenda because they, they, they got their audiences to feed it. And it must always come from this perspective or that perspective. Even like me, I can't give you a sports perspective. I don't have the history and analogy. I don't know where this man came from. All I know is that while he is here, the questions that have always been asked is if you can command this team, if you can, Dan Quinn, can command authority from Matt Ryan, uh, from Julio, from the guys on the defense, and then take then getting rid of your defense's coordinator to keep your job, and then you taking over defense is like they said he had no authority over there. You know, these you don't know how and y'all know how it is when you get a new regime and an old regime and a mixed up regime and and this kind of word comes from the top and actions come from the bottom. So all this stuff. Um, so I'm just saying that there's some real divide going on there. And I think we saw it play out this season. And we ain't even at the end of the season. We just said, we ain't even got to the bye week. But I'm going to tell you, I turn, turned it on my television yesterday and seeing number 35 almost knocked down his own opponent, his, his own uh, uh, teammate is, instead of the opponent. I'm like, what kind of defense is that? Is this a pyramid thing? You're going to knock him down? Did he going to knock him down? Or did you just get in the way of him keeping that man from making a touchdown? Like, I'm, that's the kind of questions I'm asking. I mean, it's so much shoddy. I'm going to say this real old school, y'all. It's so much shoddy-ish. I ain't going to say the bad word. It's so much shoddy-ish going on uh, on the field, off the field, just like, you know, are are the Falcons, like, throwing a, throwing a, throwing a season to get, you know, people, that, that's the conversation. Like, man, are they trying to get a draft pick or what, right? I'm like, just go hire some folk. I don't, I don't know how that, I don't know how that, that works. I'm sure somebody will graciously tell me. But the overheard about this man commanding authority of this team, even though he got them to the Super Bowl, people like, stop saying they went to the Super Bowl because that don't count no more. Um, at this point, when you, and let me tell you, this is another thing about Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank and the NFL period have been trying, let's just talk about, let's go, let's talk about Arthur Blank real quick. Arthur Blank have been going in, ever since they were getting ready to open Mercedes-Benz, he's been going in on people just really chilling and hanging outside the stadium. I mean, the product wasn't that great on the field. You can go in there and enjoy some of the pompous circumstance of being at the game. But really, it was so much fun outside the game at the tailgate, right? People like, hey, you want this? You can take my tickets. Go on inside. Go on. I'm going to stay out here. Go you can go on inside. Go enjoy them seats. I mean, like, good seats, right? Everybody all up and down my timelines got seats. Everybody I know got season tickets. Everybody got season tickets. They're like, kid, go on inside. I, and I, look, you know my personal space issues. I can't go up in there. That third tier up there, what do you call that top tier? Ooh, yeah. I can't do it. Can't do it. Um. So, you know, and the tailgate is all nice and plush, all you can eat, all you can drink. So they so Arthur Blank kinda went to war with the tailgates and he created a backyard, which part of the curse. I'm gonna talk to y'all about the curse a little bit now. Cause I've spoken to spirits is like, well, 
You know, he could have named the backyard, the Herndon backyard, since it, since he did put tear down the two churches and put the stadium blocking the entire eastern view of Herndon Home. Now, y'all don't know about Herndon Home, look at this, y'all go Google. I ain't going to tell y'all that a black man owned the best piece of land in the city, had the best view uh, in the state of Georgia, okay? So, Arthur Blank, for some reason, everybody kept wondering, like, damn, why he got to have the stadium right there on that corner? I mean, we just wonder. We just like, does the man have some kind of vengeance up to a, a black excellence? You know, even though he looked like he might be a little mixed in there, I don't know. Swab the man. We just want to know. Send him on there. Arthur, has Arthur Blank been over there with Skip Gates? Doctor, I'm sorry, Dr. Henry. Has Arthur Blank been over there with Dr. Henry Louis Gates? Have Do we know what, is, is he a little bit part of the sub, sub-Saharan? <laughs> I'm just saying, it looked like it's a little something, something in there with Arthur Blank. But anyway, I mean, but the man just seems to have a vengeance and, and want to create these edifices and these idols to himself. And so now we got this Home Depot backyard and the Home Depot backyard, the driveway to the Home Depot backyard. Mm-hmm, I'm just saying. Um, and I have a video out there. I went to the Herndon home and I went to the Herndon home Super Bowl weekend. And when we when Atlanta hosted the Super Bowl, not when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, and when Atlanta hosted the Super Bowl, I went to I went all around the stadium and I was you know taking pictures and doing my blogging thing, and I was like, oh, I know where I can get the best view from. That's got to be an awesome view. So I go over to the Herndon home, and uh, get ready and start. I'm like, wait a minute, there was construction on this new YMCA. That's over there. That's also encroaching on black excellence. And that's cool. That's cool. You know, hopefully, hopefully the AU Center students are enjoying the gentrification as well as others. Um, but I'm, I'm parked there in front of the Herndon home and you can't even tell Super Bowl was in Atlanta at that very moment. If you go look at that video, I can share that video today. You would think it was today. You cannot even see not one iota of Super Bowl from the Herndon home. They, all that stuff, they, they decorated just enough for television. Oh, we're going to get this signage, this angle right here. The, 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 the all, everything stopped. Dead, dead, it was a dead stop. Like, uh, like they said, unlike Aguilar, unlike the Atlanta Facts, it was, it was a stop right there, right? Nothing on the entire AUC, AUC side facing that third of the city, could you tell it was Super Bowl? Nothing. Not a, nothing. Not a brand, not a wrap. Nothing was wrapped. Not a balloon. And I was like, and I'm sitting there, I'm going like, wow. And I can literally see, I'm like, why did this man want this stadium right here? We're talking about the curse now. Why does this man want this stadium right here that it had to go in that corner? When they had a whole parking lot, Two blocks down, they could have put it in. They could have put this stadium in the gulch. Now they want to build up the gulch. They could have put this stadium. It sits high up. You can see it for miles around. They could have put this stadium in the gulch. Literally, could have torn all that down. It was a hole. It's like you want you want to tear down the church. And people, this was the thing. You want to tear down the churches. There's a hole right here. You can't sit the stadium in the hole. You can't sit the stadium over here because you already, even though you got this. Dome right here, you know. Um, y'all can't tear y'all can't tear down the dome and play a couple of games 
over in the in the Phillips Arena, you got to, you got to have the church. You got to have the the corner lot with with the churches. Okay, fine, whatever. And listen, that's that's you talking about. As they say, we talking about your immortal immortal soul, not mine, right? And whoever else signed on them checks, but that's okay. So it's there now. Uh, I think first and foremost, inside talk about the curse. Here's how you, and I'm not, you can't, you can lessen the curse. You can't get rid of the curse because ain't nobody trying to go and commune with these spirits to figure out why they don't like y'all. But here's how you lessen the curse. Is there a spot inside the stadium? If you look at the blueprint and the stadium comes all the way to the corner, um, there's a place inside the stadium where the altar used to be. And I hate to know what's in that spot. I don't even want to know what's in that spot. And I, I can almost tell you what I've taken a tour of the stadium and I was like, ooh. This is interesting. Um, you might want to just go put a placard, a marker, or something. And, and there should be a spot in the stadium that nobody steps there because it was where the altar was. And if, even if you don't want to do the altar, because I, I don't know what denomination Arthur Blank is. I heard him say some spiritual things. And I know he's working, he's doing some things over in the west side with Chick-fil-A. And, you know, Chick-fil-A, you go up in that building Chick-fil-A got over there, Chick-fil-A got a whole wall across. Have y'all been over there? There's a there's a there's a some kind of center. The let me think, hold on. Rescue recovery something Chick-fil-A has built over there on old on old Simpson Road, new Joseph Boone. And friend again, my my sports blogger friend was live over there. And I was like, do you see that background behind you? It's like 50 crosses behind you. They got a wall over there that's got every kind of cross on this wall. So he might want to go meet with Mr. What's his, Kathy, Kathy? Meet with Mr. Kathy and figure out what y'all can do. I think there needs to be something. Maybe, because you know how when you go to the Apollo and before everybody walk out on the stage, like, and we, let me tell you about curses. Let me tell you about reverence. These Falcon players, have y'all seen them head out to the field? It leaves a lot to be desired. Now, I know, you know, they had the whole when the game start thing, but y'all need a ritual for stepping on that field, especially in light of the fact that churches were torn down. Y'all need a, y'all need a ritual for stepping on that field. Uh, I'm just saying, like, they, there, was a, there was a video yesterday. They followed Julio out. It was like, oh, okay, let's go play. And I mean, I have, I've walked that tunnel. And I'm like, there is such, and there is a reverence when you walk that walk from the locker room down that tunnel and, and through that door onto that field. You can't help but to admire. And you're like, okay, God, don't strike me down, but this, might, this is some stuff. This is pretty nice. You know, I don't know what the gates of heaven, I ain't trying to make no comparison, but whoa, this man done built almost like some heaven down here. With this, and, and he got this big hole up here that opens to the heavens in and of itself. So surely he's trying to be somewhat pleasing to you, Lord. <laughs> Help him out. But I think, I mean, I hope that Arthur Blank, when he stands there and watches his roof open and sees the heavens, I hope there's some reverence. But I think you need to go and put a marker where the altar used to be. Go pull out the blueprints and find out where the altar, if not the altar, find the, the baptism pool. Because I'm pretty sure friendship, they probably baptized. Oh, Lord Jesus, we can't even count how many people were baptized at that church. Um, So you might want to. 
you might want to uh, find out where those things were and mark them. That's that's real reverence for you to do that uh, because you know, and especially with, when you think about the Falcons fanaticism, the fans, the stands, the the loyalty that they have. Uh, it's a lot of black folk that like football. I mean, football in Atlanta. It's, it's a lot of, and I, I just feel like, you, you know, in, in black folk, we think about our immortal soul a lot. <laughs> we think about it a lot, uh, even going to the games. I'm like, I'm like, can y'all stop praying? Can y'all stop calling God on this sports stuff? Because there's a whole lot of things going on in this world. Let me see. I had another video. I don't know if it's going to play because I think this thing going to the. Well, nobody likes to, to be where you're at. And so there's, you know, you could, well, we shouldn't be where we are. This is where we are. And so, um morale, I would say, like, you're frustrated, but you want to do something about it. And so when you're into those spaces, and that's, you know, certainly my job is to fix, you know, the issues that come up. So I would say they're digging hard uh, to want to get it right. Um, and I know they're hurting, the fans are hurting, everybody is, because and if you're around the team, you know how much they care and how much it means to them. So uh, I would say more than anything, like, they want to get it right. And so uh, when we haven't done that, you know, it, it you know, it stinks because uh, they're going to work really hard. It's not just, you know, the three hours in the game that you guys see. It's, you know, all the ones that go through the week. So uh, we're going to work like crazy to get it right. See, I don't know that guy. That's not Dan, that's not the Dan Quinn that uh, that that that's when we realized he was he was deflated. His in the last couple of presses, he's like, we shouldn't be where we are. People kept asking about, you know, the responsibility of the coach. And each time he had, he had some answers, like, I can fix this. I can turn this thing around. Uh, it was that particular presser where we realized, oh, this is over. And then the one I played before that only confirmed it, that um, this, there's going to be some change. There has to be. One, we, we know there's going to be some change. They put, they put Arthur Blank on the screen yesterday. And it was right after, um, was it right after the, the fight or something happened and uh, Arthur Blank was on there. I think, it, I can't remember what it was, but, you know, it's, it's, it's gloomy when they put Arthur Blank on the screen because it just reminds me when, they, when he came out of the owner's box, went down on the field to get ready to celebrate Super Bowl and everything changed, you know, so... I think uh, as a culture, it, it's not a good. This, this is not a good culture, and I don't know how quickly. I don't know if it's even possible to change ownerships. I mean, we've seen, we've seen. It's just like it's. I don't know. I just. I don't know this man. Sorry to this man. Hashtag sorry to this man. But I just think when an organization needs that much change, we've oftentimes seen people just take the organization and put it in somebody else's hands. You know. And I, I hate watching this heartbreak. There is heartbreak. There's such a heartbreak over this city. Not just the fantasy league players, not just the gamblers, but people who love the Atlanta Falcons. And people who love the Atlanta Falcons, they still say, I'm still there with my Falcons. I still love my Falcons. And that's fine. It's your city. Love your Falcons. But something got to be done about these Falcons. Something got to be done. And you know why? Arthur Blake was standing there in an the empty stadium. Now, he wanted to compete with the tailgates. He tried to get y'all into the stadium. He lowered all these prices, except for the PSLs. He gave y'all all this discount food, you know, um, discount alcohol, discount this, that, and the other. Um, appropriately taxed, um, let me say that. Um, but, and, and got you in the stadium, and it was all about the stadium. And the thing about it is, 
in a new stadium, the focus is not even on the game. Now let's go. Let's go on the national. Let's talk again about the NFL because the NFL, NFL also. Oh wait, let me go over here and bring up this thing. The NFL um, has been trying to. One thing they said last year, or this year, was get the focus back on the game. They wanted to get the focus back on the game. Back no, they specifically. Phrase it, focus back on football because, you know, you had your domestic violence uh, year. You had uh, the year that all the players was getting arrested for all kind of stuff. And then came the kneeling. I'm sorry. Then came the deaths of African-Americans. Okay. And the deaths of African-Americans. And then, of course, you know, the Colin Kaepernick. Can I just tell y'all, did y'all know that this weekend or this week at some time? Well, during the Atlanta Falcons game, Colin Kaepernick tweeted that he was um, he was he tweeted, he tweeted a video, which most of us recognize. Like, Whoa, calling down the street from the stadium. <laughs> he Colin Kaepernick was so close to Mercedes Benz Stadium that he literally I don't know I don't really know what kind of quarterback he was, but he literally if he was a good quarterback at all, he literally could have thrown a touchdown from where he was. He was over at the gathering spot, and apparently Colin is traveling with. Uh, a know your rights program and and me, kind of mentoring and and letting people know young men and women. I guess young men. I didn't get a chance to you know it was one of those quick videos on the timeline and it was letting people know. Hold on, let me let me make sure I'm trying to share this. Somebody's asking me to um drop this video. Wait, we already been on. Okay, wait. It says. Oh, okay. We're, we're recording. I'm, I forgot I was recording. We're going to finish it up. I'm going to post this video guys. Um, so Colin was at the gathering spot, which is pretty much a mile and a half from Mercedes Benz. And I tweeted back, like, did you get a call? Did you even do a workout? Are you in, you're in Atlanta. And, and again, I don't know what kind of quarterback he is. I don't know what kind of leader. We don't know what kind of leadership it's going to take, but we're looking at, we're looking at having, in a, if, if, Dan Quinn steps down, moves aside, goes to the background. You know, he no longer can be the foreground. And I'm pretty sure right now, whomever is invested in this product of this NFL product is is having, I'm pretty sure the conference calls are wrapping up before Dan goes to the podium um, as to what this, what's going to look like. And he can't come out and say, oh, who would come out and say, okay, I'm going to do this? Not right now. No. Unless, unless the money, unless the pockets were hurt so bad. Now, of course, y'all already bought the PSL. You already bought your tickets. You didn't. It, it, but you know what happened? Y'all, that means not even on the resale. People weren't able to even resell their tickets because there weren't, the, there was, the stands were, it was empty. They played, they, you couldn't even, they, they wouldn't even put the stands on camera. You barely saw um, photos, even with the roof open, you barely saw aerial views or, or, you know, even the little drone thing, the drone cameras. You, you didn't see any of that simply because it was bad. It was bad. There's so many hurt feelings. But on, okay, on the national level, you had domestic violence. Then you had the dying of African-Americans and the national anthem. Uh, and I don't know how folks got all of their feelings about that. And but this season came back 
Last season, people kind of came back to the game. Focus was back on football. This season started, and there was no no looming, you know, the controversies are still there, and the domestic situations are still there, still happening with these players because they, you know, nuts, crazy, cuckoo. Um, they just, they're out there just hurting people, hurting themselves. Um, and it's mental, I guess I should just say mental health. I'm sorry, but that that domestic violence stuff is like. If you look at some of the video on these on hot, it's like no, that ain't that ain't concussion theory. There, dude, you you just got behavior problems, and and we have to separate behavior problems from mental health. Okay, I'm just saying. So this season came in. I mean, hell, I decorated a full on bandway. I'm like, I'm on that bandway. I'm st- I'm a I'm gonna put my Falcon stuff on every Friday, or even before. I'm gonna. I even planned. Uh, kitchen episode. We didn't get, we, we got, we didn't, no, we didn't even do one. We couldn't even do the first, because the preseason was so bad. We playing, everybody was like, well, dry buzz, you know, you got to be a Falcon fan. Your kitchen's red and black. I like red and black. I'm just saying. Uh, I've never been a Falcon fan, but I'm like, you know what? I, I got enough Falcon fans around me. I'm going to do some Falcon stuff. We said we would do a couple Falcon ep- episodes, recipes, and, and we didn't do, I don't even think we got one. We were grilling. We were grilling. We started out, and I'm like, we can't attach this. I can't attach this. If I attach this, these episodes to the Falcons, ain't nobody checking for them. <laughs> that means anybody going to check for these Falcon recipes. Ain't nobody checking for them. It's like, anybody checking for them but haters. Haters who like errors ain't trying to make that kind of error. So, you know, we didn't we we didn't do the episodes. I had I had to cancel a full on season of kitchen. And I'm not the only one. If y'all notice the backdrop on one of these backdrops, there's some branding with Dan Quinn. On the next backdrop, there was no branding with Dan Quinn. I mean, it was it's just so bad. It's just so bad. I don't know that I have anything. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> As I said, I don't know if I have anything else to say. Yes, I do. Freeman. Okay, let's talk about this brotherhood in brotherhood. I told y'all the very first moment they uttered brotherhood, I was like, ooh, that's fail. Now, what do I do? I wrote the book on hashtags. Falcon hashtags suck, okay? In brotherhood, a team of individuals in brotherhood, Brotherhood played out for us so well. The failure of brotherhood was when the Rams <laughs> jacked up Freeman and the Falcons ain't cleared. They ain't cleared a bench. They come over like, y'all, can y'all, y'all might want to stop. You know, if anything, y'all could have done in brotherhood was all get ejected. You wasn't winning. It wasn't, a, the game didn't matter at that point. No way. They should have they should have ejected the whole line because they ain't like y'all. I'm like, if we ever needed to see the failure of the Falcons defense, y'all couldn't even defend the player. Dude was anti-gravity. He had dude off the ground. This thing is meme after meme. Hashtag sorry to this man. Sorry, Freeman. And then watching the watching them wait for the verdict. And they had the camera on Freeman and the other guy. I think they were both lightweight, like, shoot, get me out this game. I don't think nobody was like, nobody was stressed. And Freeman, 
even after being jacked up or not by one, two, three, four, five of the damn team, he gets thrown out because he threw a punch. Dude was off the ground. If another if another man has another as one if party of the first part has party of the second part off the ground, uh, you know, well they trying to say well he threw the punch before he was off the ground. But still, the play is over, the whistle is blowing, you still come you coming at me. You coming at me. Uh yeah, I'm gonna knock you back. Okay? That might sportsman like, um, well clearly they fell at the sport, so who needs to be sportsman like? I mean but let's go back to this, y'all. Let's go back to this. Something we have seen. This is what it boils down. I don't know what it boils down to. The curse, the hiring of Dan Quinn, Arthur Blank buying the team, building the stadium, um, the stadium before that, and the stadium before that, and the stadium before that. It's all it's all wrong. And it's Atlanta. What does Atlanta do? Atlanta does everything backwards and wrong. They don't know how to go to the true experts. They'll go to the expert. They'll pay top dollar to a consultant and then still do it backwards. That's every day. Every day. This city right here. No, that city up up, up there. They do it wrong all the day on time. But I was about to say, it comes down to this. Something we saw and it goes back to the Super Bowl. It goes back to 28-3. It goes back to Matt Ryan have to stand on that sideline after putting up those points. And, and I mean, this is what, this is what it boils, I mean, literally what it boils down to. Because, and I, you can't say in spite of all these things going wrong, have been going wrong. And that is when the offense is coming off of that field. This is the first thing. When the offense is coming off that field and the defense is running out there and letting the opposing team match point for point or point and no point, just letting them letting the opposing team score is what affects the win loss, you know. And I think that's the basic that's the basic element of real football. I can't take you to no other level. All I know is these men who are paid very well put on this uniform and consistently have gone onto this field and come off this field six times without winning. We've, we are one and six at the recording of this. We've got to endure one more game with everybody still in place, unless the pressure today gives us something different. Dan Quinn, they, they kept saying, are you going to make any change? You're going to bring in a coordinator. You're going to... He did at the end of yesterday's at the end of yesterday's game, he finally said that he um allowed someone else to call the plays. Let me just there's a little bit of Matt Ryan. I'm like and I can't even enjoy my I can't even enjoy now these first of all, let me let y'all know these are not the real Falcon players. These are just where you get to go and hang out in the locker room when you go on a tour. There are, you know, the, you know, one stadium has a bunch of bobbleheads. Well, this stadium has a bunch of cutouts, right? So you get to, like, chill out by their locker. And, you know, they got full cutouts of them and those kind of things. So please don't think I'm hanging out with these players. And, and here's, here's another thing that's wrong. I ain't never seen these. I, I'm all over Atlanta. I'm at the galas. I'm at the sports events. I am at the, the television, radio, all these things. I ain't never seen these players Nowhere. Now, mind you, after the last loss they had, week before last, they ran out, tried to do all this community stuff. I don't know where they go to do their community service. 
they show up here and they, I don't know. And for me not to know after 20 years of blogging about this city and, and seeing everybody else everywhere, I ain't never seen them. I ain't never seen them at a gala making no donations. I just have not. And I don't understand. These are some young guys. They're a different generation. They not. They may not be about that community service. They may, some many of them may not be true to Atlanta. I'm. I'm just saying. I've never seen them anyway. I ain't seen them. I ain't seen them hanging out in the mayor's office. I ain't seen. I have not seen them down at the governor's office. I ain't seen them over on the university campuses. I. I barely barely see them up there, at Flowery Branch. Okay, I'm just saying. And hell, I'm always running around Buford and and what's that other place for Forsyth. And in, in the gated communities, you know, it's like I'm all I'm like, and, and I understand, I understand, you know. And the thing about it is, they even barely trending on social media. I'm like, in fact, what was Julio before he got mad because he wasn't getting no money? Julio used to be on what Instagram and Snapchat and all that every day, all day. And then he was like, wait a minute, they ain't paying me my money. I ain't paying folks or nothing. And he went out there and, and cleaned up his thing. Uh, and oh, here's another thing. Speaking to the speaking to the curse, Julio. Where's didn't Julio have some dreads at one time? I think some of this stuff started turning around when he cut his hair. I don't know. Was it him? One of did he have? I thought he had some hair. Yeah, because I remember when he cut his hair. I was like, because you know, my first thought was like, ooh, Samson. And then, and I thought when he came back, I thought he had some twists. Didn't he have some twists last season? I thought he had some twists. Somebody go over there and twist uh, Julio just for the sake of next get next week's game. Let's just try a couple of things, okay? Let's give Julio some twists and probably some extensions. We need we need him Samson like, okay? Whatever Delilah he trying to work work with over there. Give my boy some twists and some extensions. Uh, go into the stadium and mark where the altar. Go purify the stadium. Okay. Find out where the altar used to be. Uh, somebody think about making Arthur Blank an offer because we need to change. Uh, if you're going to make this many changes of the thing. and But you know what it is? Here's another thing, too. And I heard on national, some of the fans calling into national radio is this comparison that y'all are making to the Atlanta United. And mind you, again, it's something new to the city. One, it brought the Atlanta United, the soccer team, brought a lot of people out of the shadows in this city. You know, everybody thought Atlanta was like black and white because black and white is just fighting each other all day, every day. And the, and the football game, Falcons game, is like black and white, you know, trying to exist in the same, same stadium. But... When the soccer game happened, it brought out the international, what we call the international intersectionality of the city, the international intersectionality of the city. So it just seems just to be blessed and highly favored, favored because of the unity that's going on on there. Even though, you know, they're in the stadium together, they still come out like, eh, go their separate ways. But it's it's new. It that's a new thing, you know. And and it's it's they're winning. They're getting to. Well, I hope they're still winning. So, but it comes down to the fact that people are able to see. Like, say for instance, when I was on Twitter, like all of this I'm talking about right now is like I'm getting this from Twitter. Like when I'm on Twitter and the game is on, there's a whole timeline, and you get to see 
how you get to see how teams are representing themselves. So what's happening, what has happened here is because, you know, back in the day, if a game didn't sell out, it wasn't televised. That's the back of the day for the people in the future. Right. Uh, so you find out, oh, the game going to be on TV because it sold out. This, that, the other. Well, now you got everybody's watching every game. Everybody's watching every game because everybody's got a player here and a player there on their fantasy league or they're gambling this and they're gambling that or whatever points, this points, that and so forth and so on. But everybody gets to see how every team is represented. And when it comes to social media, and that's one of the things we talk about at Ask Dryer Buzz, uh, because companies are trying to figure out like how we getting all this backlash, you know, these aren't even our customers. These aren't even, you know, this isn't even our audience. Well, the thing about it is everybody can see you. So you can see, you know, what a undefeated team looks like and what they have to work with and how, how they are, you know, you, you can see, you can instantly see, and, and these players, you know, they get, they taking their phones to the, apparently taking their phones to the field with them. Uh, yesterday we saw, who was it? One of the teams that won, they, all of them was live and, before they've got off the field, you know, uh, who was it? Oh, the, the, was it the San Francisco undefeated? I think they were, you know, they were all doing their thing. Right. And so they out there, they're checking their mentions and that's, that's a part of it. So everybody's checking their mentions. And this is a Twitter thing for those of y'all on other platforms. Everybody's checking their mentions. And don't think they're not because I've seen, I've um, seen Dan Quinn go to the podium and say some of the very things in answer to, not to the reporter, but in answer to some of the conversations that's going on. And so with each game, you literally get to see how it's unfolding, not just the, not what's cap, not the game itself, but the love and the fanaticism. And you know, right now, everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Everybody wants to be mentioned. Everybody wants to be retweeted. Um, and those, and you know, it's, it, it's crazy. So instead of you just enjoying your team on a Sunday and then on Monday, you find out what happened here and happened there, it's real time. And I think the Falcons more so than, well, along with the curse, along with the ownership, along with the coaching, along with the failed defense, along with the issues on that are now plaguing the offense, along with the stadium, along with the fact that they're in Atlanta, you know, like that's, that could change too. Like, you know, we might, we, I'm, I'm not trying to put anything out there in the universe, but you know, all this stuff, all this stuff is up to the bye week. All this stuff is up, is up to, because this affects the culture of the city. It affects the bottom line of the city when your team is not winning. It's like, have y'all ever seen the decline, how a stadium declines? When people are not using it, and 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 I guarantee you, uh, they don't. Did y'all even see the video? Oh, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Wait a minute. What was I gonna say? I don't. I don't even. I forgot. Uh, wait a minute. No. Uh, along with all of that, um, I think that what's really happening. I'm gonna finish my statement. Along with the stadium, along with the ownership, along with the coach issues with the coach, along with the failed defense, along with what's plaguing the now offense, which is actually plaguing the present plague of quarterbacks going around. The thing that is, is probably fueling this a lot, most of, uh, much of it is the, is social media is the fact that everybody has an opinion and, and everybody's opinion has weight 
to this day. Because when you see this person has an opinion and you see, oh, wait, that's been, that's been retweeted. That's been like, oh, that went viral. That's a meme, this, that, and the other. That, don't, don't think that that's not weight. Don't think that that's not um, being considered because it is. And there are people who are paid to have these conversations and talk about it and, and do these analysis. And ain't nobody paying attention. Because right now, this morning, today, the day after, where Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking is a thing, the fans have very few places to turn and vent. Not only vent, but they have very few places they can turn and get relief because everybody has turned against. Not, not, not necessarily turned against. Everybody's simply stating the obvious, and the obvious is you've got to be for some change, which means you've got to be against the current regime that's handling our Atlanta Falcons. So I will say that, yeah, there's going to be some changes. And the other thing to that, um, I was going to say, oh, did y'all see the video? Pastor Troy uh, posted a video. See, this is what I'm saying. You got you to follow this stuff. Pastor Troy posted a video uh, running up in the Falcons locker room at either halftime or post game. It was not pretty. It was not pretty. He was trying his best to motivate them. But even that, that just did not go. It's like you can't. You can't. And so the question is, what needs to happen? Let me tell you, there's some things that need to happen. There's things that need to happen quick. But this is Atlanta. They're going to get that wrong, too. They're going to get that wrong, too. Arthur Blank is going to make the wrong decision. Um, Dan Quinn, you know, and I can't even, I just hate, I hate to, I hate to talk about firing somebody. But, you know, I, I don't even want to be the one to say it. I don't even want to be the one to say it. Because I, I mean, you, I don't know. Because I, I think it's something more than Dan Quinn needs to be fired. I think there's something underfoot here that's going on. Why is, why are, are the, I don't know. I mean, yesterday he said he, he shared the play calling. So it's not all, it wasn't all Dan Quinn. I mean, why has the season gone so bad with the man that they hired, particularly for his his defense? I don't know. So anyway, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, add that to the curse. Add that to the curse. Why the hell? I'm sorry, Mercedes. But why would you name your stadium the same with the same sponsor as your arch rivals? Like, really? And then you, like, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And then Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm like, Coca-Cola didn't have no money? I mean, Porsche? They, Porsche came to the city, too. Not Porsche Stadium. Eh. You know, I'm like, you you tore down the Georgia Dome. Like, why wasn't it still the Georgia Stadium? I mean, that that relationship, I think that was another mistake. I'm, I'm, I hate to say, yes, we love having Mercedes here. And Mercedes, first of all, Mercedes love being here. I couldn't figure out. Let me tell you, let me tell you what Mercedes did. They had this contest. They had this contest. Now, you got these two. We had, what, we ended up with like two, three auto manufacturers coming. Uh, Mercedes made, brought their headquarters. Uh, Kia is down the road somewhere. And Porsche is over there. And they had this contest at the Atlanta airport for the millionth or something millionth, hundred thousandth uh, person to fly through. And this person won a vehicle, but it wasn't a vehicle of none of these. I was like, uh. But uh, I think we need to change the name. I think the stadium needs to, I think the name needs to come down. 
I think that it's this. There's so much. You're talking about removing the curse. How I don't know how long y'all gonna take doing these things that I'm telling you. But Mercedes needs to come down. The first. Okay, take down the name. Make it a make it Georgia for now. Till you get till you get somebody else to write that check. Uh, I don't know what kind of deal y'all did with them, but they need to they need to come down. Uh, you need to go in there and mark where the altar was so y'all can pay homage when you enter this stadium. Uh, you need to, what was the, what was some of the others? I think that, that, oh, you need to rename the Home Depot backyard. It needs to be the Home Depot Herndon backyard or Herndon Home Depot. You need to be, it need to be H&H backyard because you are in the eastern side yard of the Herndon home, the home of black excellence, Okay. Uh, people still wondering why there is no black coach. I mean, this is Atlanta. There is no black coach, and well, we we ain't gonna talk about quarterback because that was more curse. You know, we are we are a city, and this is answer me this: Does it affect recruiting when you have to say that you are the team where the quarterback went to jail? Like y'all couldn't pull it, y'all couldn't even pull enough strings to keep your quarterback from going to jail for dog fighting. I think that plays into the future of this team, the history and the future of this team and trying to bring a quarterback to this team. Matt Ryan, even though going into the state, even though he is in this in the new stadium, he is the only quarterback of that stadium. And remember they but they went to the Super Bowl based on the super, super based on the dome, the Georgia Dome, playing under the in the shadows of Mike Vick. Nobody on this team to this day has received a round of applause for entering the stadium more so than Mike Vick. I was at that game where they paid homage to the Falcon players as they were getting ready to tear down the stadium. And I'm telling you, uh, Mike Vick, when they rode Mike Vick in that stadium with in that vehicle, I was like, wow, you could hear this thing. You could, It was like, whoa. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Well, actually, I do know. But anyway, buzz it or bash it, y'all. I got to go. Uh, I'm going to play Dan Quinn on the way out. And we're going to call call it a day. But I'm gonna, when I say call it a day, I'm going to put my ear back to the, back to the local and the national conversation. Uh, it's going to be fast. going to be talking about all day. Fast is going to be talking about all week because we got one week, uh, one game left for the bye week. And apparently, um, the the overheard is saying that when we come back from the bye week, we will have some new, new. I mean, the plague of the quarterback. We're waiting to find out what's up with Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan might just want some time off. Shoot. And that's nothing. They came in the season talking about this is going to be the season that Matt, Matt Ryan was going to be running for his life. He was going to be running for his life simply because of the recruiting that went on. Uh, and that's around him, and and it's like, but shout out to all, shout out to all football players that y'all endure these kinds of conversations that go on about you. I'm like, how do you do it? I don't think anybody else could do that. And I guess in 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 this, because even in blogging, you have in in, in operating some of the, being on some of these platforms and just being public, you have to have a thick skin about a lot. But to have to endure this conversation on on a community on a local regional national level you know but don't forget at the end of the day 
football is a product of the NFL. And so there are conversations going all the way up, all the way up, all the way up about the products that's on these fields. And other teams, just like the Falcons, are having to make some of the same tough decisions, and they are not hesitating. And so everybody's looking at Arthur Blank wanting to know why is he hesitating. And, and, and to figure out by Wednesday or, well, actually next game, um, what, he's gonna, what decisions he's going to make um, the league. Won't, and you, and here's, another, here's the last thing. The final thing is that of the owners, Arthur Blank is kind of like the, the anomaly. He's the outcast. He doesn't side with the other owners because um, most, some of them, many of them are some good old boys and, and, and they love owning some players and all this kind of stuff. So if you got to give him anything, I got to give him the respect that he allowed these players and, and when they, when the kneeling was taking place, um, he's like, listen, you know, freedom of speech, they, they get to act in this. And he went, he is one, um, that will put his foot down and go against the grain of the OG owners, uh, in the NFL. So, you know. I say all that to say I don't know what it's gotten him because look at his product, but hopefully uh, it will it will it'll all fix. It. It's like it's like I want to light a candle, but I don't know what to light the candle. I want to light a candle, but I don't know what to light the candle for. You know, I'm just gonna say, guys, you know, rest up. Um, you know, come back and let's get this last one done for the bye week. And then figure out where it's all going from there. I just did a sports thing, a buzzer to bash. It's buzzer to bash. I am not a sports analyst. I'm not a sports reporter. Certainly not a sports blogger. I'm just trying to support all my friends that bought up all these PSLs, bought up all these season tickets, and was like, girl, come on, get on this bandwagon. Well, that bandwagon is crashed and splintered. Can't even ride it no more. But, uh, but I'm still here to support and, I, and I, I blog about things that's happening all up and through and around Atlanta. All right, let's go out on, let's go out on the Dan Quinn, and then I'll catch you guys next time. But listen, you already know, and I did not put it on the screen, so you don't know. Let me see. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Make sure you go over and check out Dry Buzz. You want to try to find some of the video that I've talked about, some of the posts that I've talked about, some of the conversation that's going on. There is one place to get it. Uh, so you don't have to scroll down all these different timelines. You go to dryerbus.com. You will then be able to select a channel, a channel by which you would like to follow and binge on Buzz. And I'm talking about like 20 years, 20 years of us talking about any and everything that's been going on in Atlanta. And we are heading on to 2020, trying to get them 20 years in there. 18 of those years as Dryer Buzz. 18 years as Dryer Buzz, we bring you a different perspective on all things ATL. Cause uh, one, I'm a native, okay, and two, I love I love everybody that's coming with transplants as well. I love anybody that's trying to enjoy this city, and that's what we want. That's why we wanted to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Just asking you to binge it or bash it. All right, do me a favor. Well, actually, let's check out a little bit of Dan Quinn, and then I'm gonna ask you to. Do me a favor. All right, here we go.
basically because uh, you spend most of your time trying to you know connect and get the team to play like we're capable of and so the answer I would say is no uh, but why am I, uh, you know, the disbelief at times of not playing like we're capable of, uh, that can be very frustrating. When, uh, when you don't do that, you know, you want to look and search and find answers, and that's what I spend most of my time doing to see what tweaks, what things need to be changed, whether it's personnel, it's scheme, it's assisting in play calling for, you know, me to you know, apply some attention elsewhere. Uh, I'm always looking to do anything uh, that's best for the team. Trust me, uh, my ego is never bigger than the team. There's nothing I wouldn't do to help get us right. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.